What's your favorite Spanish song? Um, I like a lot of oldies that my parents used to play, but I don't know the names of them. Them cleaning jams. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the laundry series. Hey! <laughs> And this is Maria. And this is Florentina. And today we just kind of want to say welcome back. We are not lost. Maybe we just found ourselves. <laughs> we just found ourselves with enough money to be able to get this update to our show, which is a brand new microphone, guys. What? Yes, it took us from Ooh. November till this summer <laughs> to save up our money to buy this new microphone. So, yes, please be proud of us. Uh, we are pretty yeah. proud of ourselves yeah. Yeah. to be able to commit. What is this thing called? The new Yeti Yeti? Oh, this is called, it's a blue, it's, I guess, yeah, the Yeti Blue. We got it from, um, I got it from uh, Best Buy. So I just want to add also that like we're listening to the very few people that listen to us. <laughs> and yes. one of the very biggest, the criticisms was, first of all, no music, gotcha covered, boo. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> was the sound because it was low quality. We were struggling. We just got this new mic. God bless. So hopefully this microphone makes a big difference and you guys can actually hear us a little better. It's going to be hard to actually really hear us if you're on a train. I feel like I get that all the time from any podcast. It's kind of hard. I mean, whatever. whatever. You know, it is what it is. But uh, still, thank you for listening to us and waiting for us. And also, like, thank you for giving that feedback because, you know, here we are trying to improve. Laundry Series 2.0. Yes, and speaking about the music, uh, the song that we just heard was the intro was La Noche en que Chicago murió yeah. by Banda Toro. And the reason why we put this on there is because uh, the interview that you heard earlier that we're that we did with um, some on the street questions uh, yeah. on the street questions, uh, which is new. Still a work in progress, yeah, but definitely, um, and it's still sh- getting into the shape that it's gonna be, but. Um, we put this song out there because this was one. This was the uh, person that got recorded, the interviewee. Uh, one of the songs that they really uh, remember. They, they remember, they grew up with, and this was their favorite that they wanted to shout out. So, yeah. like, shouts to you for taking the time to talk to me and choose this song. And, like, also, that was kind of a jam when we were kids. And, like, yeah, that shout out to our parents. Yeah. Shout out to our, to our, uh, our ancestors, yeah. the history. And I feel like that really goes well with the 4th of July, which is, like celebrating the history of what really built of who really built this country like how badass is it that like there's a crazy like norteña about the chicago fire yeah (laughs) we also wanted to shine a light on this awesome mural that this was just went up so tina had shared on ours on our facebook page laundry series uh this post about this artist that pulled up a really badass freaking mural and the artist is named Darius Dennis and it so happens that we went to the same high school as Darius however I did not know him by his name Darius I knew him by his last name Dennis so (laughs) so yeah shout outs to fucking Dennis 
and the work that he's doing and he's just an amazing he's, he's artist inspirational. so i don't know if like you guys are actually keeping up with like everything that i like randomly post or not i hope but, you like, guys are i know i know but for those that are for our seven like really good listeners we love you we see you we Please love you guys <laughs> <laughs> and tell your friends about us but um a while back i shared the article that um what was gonna happen in that space where Mega Mall was kind of like thrown down? I know, a useless and piece of mini Target. I mean, Target's only like a mile a away Target. from that location. Why right, wouldn't you gonna go to on, the bigger one? On the on Western and Logan, right? What? Yeah. So it's like not. No, it's like a mile, a mile and a half maybe. Yeah, that's so close. It's, anyway, they're making the small format. It's disgustingly Target, which is like half. It's a baby Target. That's what I call them, and they're all whack as hell. It's not. It doesn't even have the magic of a bodega, and it's not. It doesn't even have the magic of a real Target where you know you go and you spend all your money, but still, it's like somewhere in between, a, like a lost land of like random shit. It's, like it's these fake, can't. fake hipster, hip, mm-hmm. fake hipster being extra, basically, with their little ass Target there. Like, oh, I don't want to I mean, I'm pretty sure whatever you can get at that Target, you could randomly get at that Walgreens that's like a few blocks away. I'm know? saying, I mean, get part, get to be a part of the neighborhood. Anyway, look at the rest of the freaking na- stores that are in the neighborhood to yeah. get what you really need we lost a lot of like really small businesses in that area because of like these larger developments and like all right it's part of the gentrification discussion but it's also what made darius i don't know if it's darius or darius so i'm really sorry if we're butchering your name but like it's kind of what made his mural so magical so now it's calling how we called him in high school dennis <laughs> So here's the fun story. Double right? D. Like, double. <laughs> I like that. Double D. Uh, so, like, I don't think either of us personally knew you, but we kind of all ran in the same, like, artsy circles. And um, so the mural starts off with, like, this uh, this child with, like, face paint and, like, uh, Day of the Dead face paint, but she's, like, blowing bubbles into the neighborhood. And the neighborhood, you see kids skateboarding, and then in her bubbles of, like, whatever she's blowing you the see bubbles, like, yeah. you see the the logan square um the infamous uh eagle yes. then you see like a bigger bubble and you see the megamon and then you see another bubble and it's like uh and it's the um it's the paleteros and then you know you see like all the farmers and things like that so this was made for the side of the dill what, what is it called dill pickle yeah okay oh wow yeah so it's part of, I'm just reading um, his post here. It's part of Chicago's elevated initiative in, in unison with Lucha and Logan Square Neighborhood Association. The wall is located at 2746 North Milwaukee Avenue at the Dill Pickle Food Co-op. Um, I think that's pretty badass that the Dill Pickle is doing that. Because I'm not going to lie, the Dill Pickle used to be like around the corner by where I live. And at first when I was walking in there, I'm like it's really small some of the shit was expensive and i'm just like okay at least i didn't feel weird being there but i sure did feel like you needed to have a certain type of income to be there but the fact that they put this on their wall i don't know i mean i could be cynical and be like oh they're just doing it to lure lure us in lure what's he said lure lure us in but at the same time i kind of feel like well at least they're trying I guess they're they're being conscious about what exactly they're doing, and I feel like that's that's a start, no? I think it is a cool thing that um, the really cool thing that they did come into the neighborhood and decided to pay 
homage to the neighborhood instead of just overtaking. Um, and so I think that his mural is very impressive, and I also gave him a big shout-out in, in his post, original post, but he's also raising money with his post for the Logan Square Neighborhood Association for um, the Latin United Community Housing Association. So please, so please donate. I donate. shared that link in our Facebook site, and I think that it's important to, like, help out people who help us out, man. Yeah. And, like, that, that whole mural is, like, it's all me. Like, it made me emotional, and I even expressed that in his post that it, it was, like, a cathartic experience or catharsis. I don't really know. Y'all know. Read the post. Whatever. Read the post. But I really feel like, you know, a lot of people are out there trying to raise up money. And since we know of Dennis, you know, that we we want to be able to say, like, yo, trust. This money is going to go to this. Don't You know, this money will be donated properly. So definitely. Yeah, and, shout and to out to honest, him. Shout out, big shout, shout out, out to him. To like, I follow him on social media. So I know that he just celebrated, like, a year of, like, quitting his day job and becoming an artist full time. Badass. I think badass. that's so important. And we need to support, 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 support. Get him his money. He is an artist. He's doing big things. I am ready to support anything he releases, anything he does. Please, when you see artists that do this and try to make an impact, give them your money. They need that to survive and to create more impactful art. Like, we need this. And I think we talked about that in our very first episode, how it's like <laughs> we need to put our money where our mouth is or, like, Hell support yeah. our communities. You know, it's, it's hard for anyone to let go of their jobs and fulfill their dreams especially as an artist but i feel like especially much more harder for people of color so yeah definitely with that in mind let's segue off into their next topic and people so we is, look up to what i have a hard time talking about this so i want maria to take the lead on discussing this because i i want to talk about our our, our the, first initial post ever that we did we talked about what inspired us and i gave a huge shout out to juno diaz and right now that the culture of that is is changing and the and the the narrative uh, towards him has changed dramatically so we felt like we really needed to point that out especially since we really talked about um juno diaz in our first episodes you know reasons why we wanted to come out and do this recording um, I gotta say though, I still have not read anything from Juno that Juno Diaz has written. I only know social media Juno Diaz. Uh, so the reason why I really wanted to talk about this is because out of respect, out of all the women that experienced the horrible things that they experienced and that they felt while they were around the human Juno Diaz, I feel like we shouldn't also forget and I want to focus on specifically right now that we're talking about him about the eight-year-old raped Juno Diaz. I feel like as a child that also, uh, you know, came from an abusive, sexually abusive background. Um, as a kid, you know, I really feel like this is something that should not be brushed off as quickly as it was brushed off for him. I feel like much respect to all the women that knew Juno Diaz as an adult, but I feel like we should also focus on the child because statistically i we have read other articles you know and I'm, and i'm sure you guys can look this up and maybe you guys unfortunately might already know this firsthand how this is something that happens within the latino culture or latinx culture well, quite frequently quite frequently but we don't talk about it and i think part of the reason that we don't talk about it is because we do feel this shame of 
whatever happens within the family needs to stay within the family. But we also have this added scare of immigration and what that could possibly lead to. Um, so we, we have this tendency to protect our own, but at the cost of what? The cost of our children, and that's not okay. Just as Maria expressed that, you know, she has her, you know, experience with that. I have my own experience with that as well. And, and it just goes to show you how high of a probability this is for us. Like, yeah. this, this happens so often within our community, and it's not strangers. It's people you trust. It's people who you grew up with. It literally frames your mind because it get, takes that trust away from you, and it makes you... It breaks you. It does, and it, and it's people that you look up to. I mean, CPS, you know, big hand up to CPS recently now. I don't know if it was because of them or the government that forced them or whatever the hell, but the fact is that they're not being more stricter on the people that they're hiring. They're double-checking them. They're double-checking their backgrounds if they get caught up to be able to stop any of these, any of these horrible stories that we've been hearing that even within the school system, how they're uh, abusing and taking advantage of the kids as well. I mean, we and hear that. has got to give. Yeah. So... so in order to kind of help facilitate that, I think that the reason that I did want to bring this up was because I wanted to talk about the dangers of silencing that movement that he tried to create. Um, yes, I, I agree. I never want to take away from anything that any woman describes because just like I said, I am a person who has been through my own... Me too, me too. You know, aggressions, right? So, you know, believe them, listen to them 100%. What I want to talk about, though, is my fear for the masculinity in the Latin culture and how that affects us in the long run, right? And so, we're specifically talking about the Latin culture because we're Latina, so we right, we yeah. understand this a little bit more. Because I know yeah. with other immigrant groups, you know, they, they run through the same thing. I mean, I'm sure Trump has some type of ego. He's egotistical, too. Well, He's a male. Male patriarchy, how it is, what it is. Let's talk about him in another yeah. life. We can go on for days. <laughs> Hello, Trumpito. Yeah. This is not for you right now. Okay. So <laughs> but I do want to highlight that there's this interesting um, article that I came by by uh, Dr. Joseph Dewey, and he published an article in the Salem Press Encyclopedia in 2016. It's titled Machismo. And it's titled Machismo, yeah, and the subtitle is <laughs> Self-Perception in Men Gender Role. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things that he talks about was the impact of machismo. Now... Because machismo has been widely... Oh, this is the quote, by the way, sorry. <laughs> because machismo has been widely appropriated by mass media, the effort to adjust the cultural perceptions of both men and women in countries where machismo culture is prevalent will take time. Uh, the best hope cultural psychologists have urged is an education. Part of the traditional perception of machismo is that the man will not be highly educated. Indeed, Within the machismo culture, education is considered effeminate. There is a need for education in our culture that is beyond anything. Okay, they talk about us as the silent, uh, what is that? The silent um, sleeping giant. The sleeping giant. Because we are a lot of people, right? We have so much power because of how many people we are. Here's what's hurting us. The lack of education and the machismo and the cultural differences that are just, they're not mashing well, right? Okay, let's just say that those are things, right? Now, in this era of us having to, like, 
break down our heroes and realizing that they're human and seeing them for who they are I completely agree none of us are perfect and none of us need to and none of us can be perfect maybe but I think that it is scary that when we do make a mistake like this that we are we're tearing down people right and I think that the Latino culture because it's already geared towards machismo is is saying education is more of a feminine trait our latin men are suffering and this is happening right now i mean this article was published in 2016 it's only 2018 and i kind of feel like we really lost that ball when it came to this article that juno diaz wrote about what happened to him and and i feel like much respect like i said much respect to the women that came out for the me too movement but we should also talk about this whole movement like tina was saying that that he was trying to bring about yeah. and i i really want to you know, focus on the kids that are that's happening what's yeah. happening to the kids but then also what's, what's happening, happening to these men men with machismo and how we can how we can or how, how maybe he can, how can we allow men to heal in a culture that's constantly trying to silence them that's a form of machismo, mach, machismo yeah. too because you're you're making it seem as if these men need to be in a certain like oh get over it you know that happened yeah. to you get over yes. it. you weren't strong enough i'm gonna go real back and say i really like emma watson and i really like the um recording that she had done that speech that she had done about feminism and the the what is what does she call it the she he and she movement or something like that or meet I forgot what it was called, but she did an art. She did a whole speech about feminism is not just about women moving up there, but it's about men being a part of it and how we both together can can actually um, move ourselves forward. Because yeah, Me Too isn't gender is isn't gender specific. Me Too is everyone. So yes, it would include men. It would include people uh, that don't Latinx people, like or non-binary people, non-gender specific people. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone goes through this and to shut someone down so quickly or at least like not talk about that i kind of feel like oh, we that was too quick yeah. that was we were we were, yeah. we were it was literally like the day after he released that like um, all this came open out article. and the open article it, it was more i don't think it was a ploy tactic to like kind of come out before any of the stories came out yeah. i really do believe him when he he framed it even in the article saying this is my, you know, battle that I've been going through, and this is dedicated to that one reader who came up to me randomly and asked me, you know, whether, like, child abuse was something that happened in my life. And, and he, he des- described how he immediately shut it down. He was completely embarrassed and said, no, get out of here. You know, that didn't happen to me. Whatever. Have a good day. And this is not to, you know, not to not validate all the women that came out, Definitely you know, not. after the Me Too. No, like we said, we're a part of that movement too, but we mm-hmm. should also take a look at, let's, let's go back to what, what exactly was he saying? What, yeah. to talk about how maybe, maybe machismo was the reason why everything was happening. Not way, only were you, you get, you mean, when this happens to you, when you're a kid, this messes you up for life. And, but he alluded to that also. He messes you up and for life, but now can you add on top of that the machismo aspect of it? Of and I feel like that it's, it's harsh. It, you have to not only over you have to overcompensate. I feel like at that point you got to overcompensate yeah. the fact that you're a man, you know. Yeah. And and I feel like or what you know whatever the definition. Well, it means machista version of a man. And I feel like that's that what was that's what happened to him. He was overcompensating for what was taken forcibly from him as an eight year old kid. His um his malehood is like you know 
And so I let's just validate that. Let's validate that. Let's validate the women, yes, but let's also validate the eight-year-old boy. Who decided to finally be a vulnerable grown man. The power of that, the power that I see of that, of his vulnerability is impressive. It's it's. It's, it's something different and the best way that I can describe it is also the powerfulness of like Terry Crews and his like whole strategy like my god Terry Crews is this big strong looking man and like none of what he said is uh, is alluding to his his aggression none of that it's alluding to his feelings how he felt you know during that time how he reacted and how he was embarrassed and ashamed you know it's it's incredibly powerful that he's doing that and he's showing this softer side of of what a male can look like and i think that we need to to embrace that more because we need to embrace men's men feeling and i feel like being a true i mean if you're a feminist or you're not a feminist but i feel like as me who would label myself somewhat as a feminist i mean I, I have a son too i want to be able to make sure that they feel comfortable enough to tell us exactly what the hell is going on because m men are just as multifaceted as women are so okay juno diaz what you did as a man was fucking horrible but we're talking about the eight-year-old juno and yeah. you know and may not, you find not, peace not forgetting eight-year-old juno and also eight-year-old junito applauding the fact that he decided to be in therapy and to try to seek the help that he needs that's that's great like the help that you need so that this doesn't happen again for you to be involved in a me too like scandal and like for you to like learn from that and know? then hopefully other men that have read his original article come to understand that maybe yes some shit happened to you but that doesn't mean that you got to do that shit to other people you know you yeah. you can it's like it's a own it's up breaking that cycle get your therapy yeah I mean, even when they, when they recorded with Jay-Z, I remember Jay-Z had an interview about him, too, that even now Jay-Z was doing, like, therapy, and he didn't realize that a lot of shit that he was doing was, like, overcompensating for all the stuff that he thought was what a man was supposed to be. Yeah. And I feel like, man up to Jay-Z, too. I mean, come on, like, Jay hands up for him. You know? He's like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, so moving on, going down to a little bit of less heavy-hearted thing. Um, but... Speaking of people that are yeah, exactly. people that we look up to, you know, breaking that... down our heroes, I guess is this here. is the theme of today. Um, I do want to talk about a recent like uh, Facebook spat that I had, and you know, I want to say like our recent climate of politics and like emotions has been so high. Like our president likes to create a very crisis-like environment, and like we're all having to deal with the crises that come from that, you know. Our most recent issues with immigration have caused everyone to be in a very high anxiety and like worried about these children that are being taken away from from mothers and families and like separated and we don't really know what's going on because they're keeping all these details wrapped yes with that being said like there's a lot of really good sources out there to get your news from or not even get your news from but like personal blogs that have a big following i even consider us a blog or a, well, a podcast we be, yeah. that that is is that, that has some sort of following even if, if it's only the seven of you guys i love y'all shout out lucky seven <laughs> but i feel like at the same time if well, you're yeah. listening to us and we're gonna start saying something i feel like anyone if you're gonna say anything you need to back it up and you need to really not only you need to be back it up back be responsible yeah. by backing it up correctly we're not and gonna like, everybody's biased 
that's cool but like show reasoning for your biases in a responsible way yeah now recently because of like the crazy highlight of like immigration you know I, one of the most recent posts um the people that i follow is um chicanissima in in facebook and so she posted recently this article in that same still like, week, fresh within, within that, that week, week where we started hearing about all, all of, of this. the family separations yeah Within that same week, she posted this um, news article that shows like a Latin woman who, who she's crying, and the title, it, the of, the title article. of the article is "Immigrant Mom Loses Effort to Regain Son Given to U.S. Parents." Now, this is from ABC News, so right away I read it. I was so angry and enraged at what was going on. You're like another like, one, what? another one. What the Not hell? only are these families being separated, but they're being put into the system, and now white families are adopting these like immigrant kids, and like it's becoming a crazy struggle. Right now, I will say that I was infuriated, and I was like so disgusted and disappointed. Right, because this and is as, really a hot topic it's a right really now. Hot topic. This, and, yeah. this is fresh. Then I'm getting to the end of the article, and I realize, wait. What? How could this have happened so quickly? Like, I had to ch mentally check myself. Like, there's no way that our, our you know, judicial system works that fast to where two, three days later, you know, somebody's adopted this kid. But so, considering Trump with this damn airplane ban, it's possible. Them, it's possible. It's possible. You know, so you just can never know, right? So then I really started to dig in deeper, and I realized after reading all of this, this article was published in 2012. 2012. 2012. I was livid when I realized six that this article years ago. was from six years ago because now I realized, oh man, you're helping our president create this climate of crisis. We cannot help him. We cannot help him. You cannot be that extremist. No, where not All no, you're doing no, is no. putting more leña to the freaking fire, okay? Right, yeah. And put some fresh leña in there, man. Why you gotta be putting in some, like, old six-year-old leña into the fire? <laughs> like, that's not helping anyone. No, that is not if helping. You're gonna, even if you were gonna frame it that way, like, shout it out instantly. From the beginning. From Look, the beginning. it's from 2012. I'm this, looking at this, at this post right now. There is over... A thousand four hundred shares of this post alone from twenty twelve. From how? Yeah, that she just that posted. she just posted. How many of these people that reposted this article do you think took the time to read through it and verify whether it happened recently or not? Like, not many. I'm gonna guarantee that we are lazy readers. Like, I only read it because I was really in my feelings about it, to be honest with you. But I could have easily overlooked that and just taken that as a grain of salt. Like. Now look at another thing that's happening to our immigrant kids. Like that's how, horrible. How, yeah, yeah. It creates this in, this extremism that I'm sorry to say is what led to crazy terrorism, and like what led to Russia ruining the election. <laughs> you know, they're they're coming in hot, and they're people doing not it. checking anything. They're, people not checking their facts, and it's like yeah, I feel our like fake news era. It's 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 hard because. Now we only, not only do we have to worry about fake news, but we have to worry about misguided news. Yes. We have to worry about using the right sources, the most recent sources. And the thing is, like, we can't be backing up our narratives with, like, old news or things like that just because we need to stay in the moment, we need to stay in the topic, and we need to stay in the now so that we can move forward. Definitely learn where we came from and let that help us, but, but not to harp on... It, 
and, and even in my reply to her like I don't know if I want to read the whole thing but the most important part of this was that I thought was we're getting nowhere in our fight at this time and displaying these types of stories to help your narrative is no better than Trump parading families who have lost their loved ones due to illegals. And I put illegals in quote marks, obviously, because I don't think that's a term we need to use, but right. that's a term he used. It's, it just feels like you're using the same tactics that our, our, our enemy is using. We can't stoop that low. We need to listen to Michelle Obama on this one. When they go low, we go high, baby. Yes. Like, no, 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 no. Like, that's how we're going to get a better impact. Like, and I'm, I'm here for Michelle. Like, so if anything, I feel like we're all, I mean, we all feel that way. We all feel like even older articles are good examples of what's happening and what's probably going to keep. Good examples of what not to do. Of what not to do, of what might be happening under underneath all this uh popularization in the media mm -hmm. but i feel like at the same time it's like we should also be responsible enough to remind our people like hey you know um, i'm gonna share this but this is from this time right off the bat because we don't want to get everybody fired up and the next thing you know this happened like you know a long ass time ago i mean and then everybody's like oh <laughs> because like, we we gotta keep it real. Not everyone's gonna be yeah. reading it. So. And I and I don't mean to discredit like her whole case to begin with, because yeah, obviously that's a very sad case that that happened, and that's not a good thing to do. But it's also like that was six years ago, and so many things have changed even within the last six months with this Trump presidency. Like that's just because like it's it's, it's it, we're all in a whirlwind of change, so it's just almost like if that's the case we don't know that that's the case now and we don't know what's gonna happen yeah, later but to we say. gotta like help figure out how we can help not have this happen and obama was our president six years ago right mm -hmm. so this has happened under mm -hmm. obama's yeah. administration so mm -hmm. what are what are we trying to say like mm -hmm. and like, <laughs> a lot of people were just like it doesn't matter that what presidency it happened under it what matters is that it it's does happening. matter like, it does matter we can't be hypocritical we can't be right we can't just look at obama with heart, heart goggles even though you know i'm very very biased and i do love Mr. i mean obama. just like we talked about you know you know there's bad things there's good things and we're human we're, human. we're breaking down our what's heroes with the obama, but we're I breaking mean, down our heroes as an adult i think that that's the biggest lesson that i'm learning with more power comes, comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. And you know what? I've been quoting a lot of superhero stuff. <laughs> okay, I'm really upset that the new Spider-Man they come out with, they couldn't make him a person of color. I mean, no, already the comic book of the Hispanic Spider-Man, well, he was Hispanic, right? Latino kid Spider-Man? Yeah. He, he was already out, and I feel like they could have done that with Spider-Man Homecoming. Why couldn't they it's make him... Why it's couldn't they make topic. him up? It's too hot topic. We're I really feel. Right I really feel like it should have happened. Right it really, sh it really should have happened. I know. I know. We got Coco. We let's. We got Coco. Let's not talk about Coco because I'm tired. <laughs> that that's all we got. We got cartoon Coco because the real life Latinos are freaking game bangers apparently, or we're dumbass fuck and we don't know what <laughs> we're doing. Drugs. We're drugs. We're bringing crime, <laughs> and some are good people. <laughs> And those some are probably just all the cartoons that they make of us, right? No, like, it's just something, no, um, yeah. Okay, I'm happy with Coco, whatever. Y'all like Coco, but at the same time, I kind of feel like we could be, we could be more. We could be more than that. But, I mean, who knows? There are people going to freak out if they see us as a superhero. I mean, people first thought about Black Panther. Oh, my God, that movie's so good. 
And it's it's I good cry. because it's a good movie. <laughs> and I just feel like it's so good. people overly freaked out about that movie. It's like I when I went in, when I went in, I was like, oh man, Love we're gonna haters. this they is gonna make it. me want to get together and start some type of huge riot right after the movie. That's how people made it make me feel about it. I watched the movie and I was like, this is a regular movie. This is a regular ass movie. This is a regular but that ass was done movie. So fucking well, so that you wouldn't have shit the to talk only about, difference but you was still talk shit. You still found some way to talk. That. Shit. Everybody was black. That was God. the only difference. That and was that the only difference. But uh, granted, and but I really loved about the little white jokes though too. You know. Oh yeah, like, the colonizer. Yeah, colonizer. Oh, That's not my name. I have a name. Yeah, I know colonizer. You know, like. <laughs> that was sitting it. next to this white couple. Normalizing. Oh, Normalizing. Shit. And they cringed and they were like, "What?" And I was dying. I was literally one of the few people in that whole theater that started cracking up so hard. Shouts to that actress, too. She is so badass. Like Yes, was... Shuri. Shout out to Shuri. Yeah. Her name is Letitia Wright. Oh, she was so good. And, badass um, little scientist. Badass little scientist, girl. And, like... The little sister. Shout out to the little sisters. There was so <laughs> many... Yeah. There were so many moments in that movie that gave me the chills, that made me, like, goosebumps, that, like... That, like, made me feel alive. That, like, made me cry because it was too good. At some point, I had to, like, take a break for a second and, like, take a breath, like, check. Because I was like, this is too good. How can this be this good? Like, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Shouts to Black Panther. Can't wait till they let us have one like that. Yes. (laughs) Yes, please. El hombre araña, el hombre araña. You know what? Our superhero is probably gonna be like a paletero who, like at night, comes. We'll be badass as long as we're real. I mean, come on, these white people can be freaking aliens, Avatar and shit, right? They can do all of that, but we can't even have a normal. Uh, okay, speaking of normal, let's talk about normalizing. Normalizing. Okay, Tina. So we just started talking about. Uh, Atlanta, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I'm always going to talk about it, and I'm going to bring this up often, like, Atlanta is the best show ever, and you need to see it, because our favorite, my favorite, Donald Glover is writer, slash producer, slash creator, director, blah, 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 does it all, and he also is making it a big point to try to normalize culture and black culture, and that is so impressive, and I'm so in love, and I can't I can't stress the importance of this enough, so... When Tina brought up the song about This Is America, right? Because, Tina, what did, what did you see that um that the, he was talking about that he, we should play it for the 4th of July? We need to play that on repeat. We need to, like, make it be known, like, everywhere that This Is America and he's normalizing black culture because the same way that, you know we see white culture as the norm we need to start opening our eyes and seeing every culture as a norm and right now especially within the united states because i kind of feel like when when i when i first heard that song i'm not gonna say when i first heard the saw the video actually because the video is fucking badass like when i first Mm -hmm. saw it i was confused i wasn't sure what was going on like what what was he trying to say but when all tina had to say to me was normalizing i'm like i get it now because I read a I read a book, um, U.S. Latino history that was written by Ilan Stevens, I think is his name, and then the um, Lalo Alcaraz is that his name too, the comic artist. Uh, he was the one that did the the, the drawings for because it, it's a comic book version of the American history or U.S. history and Latino U.S. history. Mm-hmm. 
and there was one part in the beginning when they talked about how los europeos were talking about how spaniards were freaking like horrible they were evil towards all the original people of this country and that they shouldn't even talk about them how how savagely they treated all the people from here but i was just like wait a minute Urobeos were were just as bad and i kind of feel like the, what they're doing is normalizing their movement by saying oh manifest destiny and i kind of feel it like it was god's uh plan to, yes to, for all of this to happen yeah. for you to make a fucking yeah. trail of tears right yeah. that's normal and but i can't feel like native americans yes and so i feel take like the land and claim everyone else is immigrants with the video that he was doing and everything that's happening in the background and then him just dancing in the beginning you know dancing mm-hmm. like really in the front mm-hmm. like you could take it all different ways but for me personally when tina just said normalizing i'm just like i understand it's it's all a part of the movement going forward all of this all this shit is happening behind these closed doors or in the background but we shouldn't be letting ourselves by white by the white media feel as if we are bad like we are those spaniards that they were talking about like bitch you're just you're just as bad let us colonizer (laughs) help puerto rico god damn it colonizer (laughs) You still got your damn colony and you're talking shit. <laughs> Colonizer. You know, I can go on all day talking about Childish Gambino, talking about the important, the importance of him in culture, talking about how much I idolize him and how I definitely probably need to break down that hero. Yes, gotta check that. But <laughs> We all gotta check our heroes, right? Yeah, we gotta yeah, check yeah. ourselves. Yeah, but man, he is doing some amazing work in... And the work is literally, here I am, look at me, I'm not going to change, you change how you see me. But yes, I'm so here for that. I feel like we should just finally take our reins. All the immigrants that are here, you know, all the people of color, take your reins and, and uh, call to own action. it. Yeah, call to, action. call to action. Own it. Own it. Normalize everything. You know, I feel like we don't have to be, specifically me, because I'm still battling this whole thing about having to praise fucking Frida Kahlo, okay? It's like... Let's just normalize what we do. I drink LaCroix. <laughs> it's normal. So many of us out there do this. Let us not feel like it's a white thing to do. This is what we do in America. <laughs> this is America. I drink LaCroix and shop at Whole Foods. <laughs> I will head I'm brown as fuck. <laughs> and on that note. And on that note. <laughs> Thank you guys for waiting for so long for this fucking podcast. We're back and we're angrier than ever. (laughs) We're owning it now. And definitely try to stream this song. And if you haven't heard it yet, y'all gotta hurry and hear it. Watch the video. I'm not gonna lie.